0: Hello and welcome to the main protagonist podcast. I'm Petri and I'm here with my wankly written side character that's obviously supposed to mirror the author, Casper!
1: Hello, I'm an offer insert. I'm getting all the women. <sighs> so yeah. All the women that might represent people that I knew in the past, at least.
0: So uh, yeah, how the, how the fuck are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I think this segment has gotten a whole lot nicer since we're both doing pretty fine lately, right? As of late, I'm doing fucking dandy. Oh yeah. Uh, same for me, really. Uh, doing so, doing quite a lot of exercise, down 3 kilograms
0: from 97 to 94. Uh, spending a lot of time on hobbies lately. Well, I'm just gonna one-up you there. I lost yeah. 8 kilos by doing fuck all. Yeah,
1: you have more kilos to spare.
0: Yeah, that and <laughs> I just don't eat. <laughs> Not I, um, entirely healthy, but it works.
1: Yeah, that's not something that I uh, think is achievable for me. <laughs> no, oh. I'm also spending more time uh, on my hobbies, which includes cooking food, which comes with eating food, so that's just out of the question. Uh, I, ca- I-, I can't not eat.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not my new medication b- just helps with that. I just don't feel the need to eat.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but I asked you to share, and you said no.
0: <laughs> I-, I don't even know what you're referring to at this Sharing point. Sharing
1: the medicine. Oh, the medicine. I sa- I sa- um...
0: <laughs> I want to remind you, you have medicine that um, literally counteracts what this medicine does. If I give you this, you're on a ball on the ground, <laughs> the, the, deciding if you want to die, yes or no, by a being anxious. I don't think that's a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've been doing pretty, pretty great. I've been doing things, I'm getting into a rhythm, having structure in my life. Wow. I made videos. Revolutionary. <laughs> I've made videos, I've edited videos, I've streamed. Yeah, in case I...
1: you've missed it, uh, he has uploaded a very good video uh, reviewing the latest unstable releases of PCSX2. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Not unstable. Nightly. Nightly, fair. <laughs> at this point, let, let's be honest. If it's open source software, there is no unstable version anymore. It's just nightlies at this point. I mean, if you're still going to download the stable version of PCSX2, um, you're literally dumb. That's yeah. 1.6.0 and I think that's at this point that's like four years old. <laughs> Something like that at least. So, have we been watching anything? Um, Surprisingly, not too much on my end, though some interesting things did come up. Yeah, I just want to add, we're th- this is surprisingly short notice. Uh, from the last podcast, by our, st- our standards. Yeah!
1: <laughs> Another uh, unlocked power from your medication, perhaps. Yeah. And also because we have something special, uh, that was... not gonna wait.
0: <laughs> well, uh, um, can I just g- give a disclaimer? Yeah. Because uh, the uh, the way that we normally do the game challenge, we decide uh in the podcast itself but this time it's going to be in the side character podcast so get fucked i suppose <laughs> you gotta listen to both if you really want to know what we're gonna play yeah
1: you thought you were gonna be done with a two-hour podcast Ah, oh huh, no. surprise <laughs> might be four hours might be five. Oh, who knows with us <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah at this point um so what have you been watching
1: i actually got back to a show that we are familiar with oh christ um i picked up island again
0: ah yes do
1: you remember that show
0: i uh do remember yes the false advertising that was presented to me
1: in what sense
0: <laughs> i mean it literally said the new edgy it's the dxd of this season and i was like the first three episodes do not represent this in the least <laughs> who said that to you uh literal life chart and Annie list at that point that is fucking bollocks it is not <laughs> at all like that yeah, this is what I thought, too, after three episodes. So I'm uh, very happy I dropped it with the mindset I was in. That
1: kind of <laughs> um, in the same trend as In Search of the Lost Future that I was watching last time. It's a visual novel adaptation of a drama mystery story. So I do not know where they pulled the <sighs> edgy nonsense for It's It's nope. literally... It's made by Frontwing. You know Frontwing, right? They made... Uh, oh, fuck, what's it called? Like, uh... Deviljibudu, they made uh, Canary, uh, they make a bunch of ero-gay visual novels. Okay. And I believe this is literally a Fruit of Krazaia.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and th- this is one of their very few visual novels that are literally just visual novels, not ero-gay.
0: So I'm, I don't getting... know where
1: they pulled the DXD comparisons from.
0: <laughs> I'm getting uh, flashbacks to, uh, oh, what's it called, uh, Little Busters. <laughs> Okay, explain. Yeah, Key was like, okay, we need a visual novel. They made Little Busters. It's more interactive. It has more story. People be like, but no titties. Ugh, fine. We'll make a revised version with sex. Uh, Ugh. <laughs> oh. Uh, shakes head in utter indignity. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, this
1: didn't get enough acclaim to ever get a revival, but it did get an anime adaptation and the anime adaptation, um, we watched that at an Aniton. Well, part of it. Yeah, and you guys absolutely hated it, and I was grumpy that we stopped watching it, and then I decided, well, I'm just gonna watch it myself then.
0: Yeah, at this point this is like two years ago.
1: Yeah, and any argument that I would like to make uh, for why that was a bad decision is kind of ruined by the fact that Island, even when watching in its totality, is not very
0: good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, th- I mean, uh, as I already said, I gave you props this week, because usually if you start to get grumpy about anything uh, that relates to anime or games, you usually just drop it like a l- piece of lead. Yeah, <laughs> and, no, I
1: value my time.
0: <laughs> I mean, fair enough, but uh, yeah, no, the, the, um, we see that very differently. But I uh, the, I just found it funny that you actually started complaining about Pokeball and other things that you actually still... Did them.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, we're (laughs) going to get back to that, little bitch. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Island is a mystery story about a guy with amnesia that washes up on an island. And the island is a very isolationist community. And he believes that he is intended to save somebody. He thinks that he's a time traveler and that he was sent from the future to come save somebody. Okay. And as he tries to uh, figure out what that mission is. He gets integrated into the island's uh, island's community, and he discovers that there's a lot of very weird things going on. There's a disease that's very local that makes people averse to sunlight. Uh, there's lots of intrigue and politics among the big families. Uh, so,
0: so okay, just by that description, I can Higurashi. Yeah, I was <laughs> about to say it's horrible Higurashi. It sounds just like horrible Higurashi. To
1: it me. is island-based Higurashi. <laughs> um. But what it does well is that it gets you hooked in with the mysteries. It presents a lot of mysteries to you, and a lot of those are interesting. And there's some initial payoffs in the start that make it feel like, oh man, this is actually interesting. Uh, But as it gets further, as it proceeds, eventually you have to start answering mysteries. And that's when the series just completely loses its luster. Yeah. Because the answers it has to its mysteries are just not very interesting, or they're not very well presented. Um, it pulls a bit of an air at one point, uh, where the on- to answer one of its mysteries, it has to do like this whole time skip to a completely different setting, uh, spend two to three episodes there, and then just cut back to the main series, and that is just so grating and obnoxious to watch. That That's the point where my interest curve just plummeted, and yeah. I just watched it to see how it would end. And even when it ends, a lot of questions are just not answered at all. And you notice you notice that they start slipping up in places. So it's, yeah, it's just objectively not good in that sense.
0: No, uh, precisely.
1: Like the that <laughs> whole thing that I just mentioned, that they are averse to sunlight. You might remember that scene early on.
0: Yeah, I, where, it actually clicked because yeah. I see the silver haired girl in my mind now just sitting under uh, a tree all the time.
1: Yeah, because at one point, what he wants to do is like, oh man, why are your curtains always drawn? Let's open them up. Let's let in some natural, delicious sunlight. No! (laughs) And that's a big scene. That's a big early scene that's hooks you into the mystery. Like, oh, wait, this is a clue. There's something going on here. Um, Later on, you start noticing that people that have the disease are sometimes accidentally placed in scenes with open sunlight. There's literally a scene (laughs) where uh, the Silverhead girl, at one point, is sitting in the kitchen eating bread, and there's just open windows behind her. Is, 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 yeah! Like, uh, yeah. okay. Um, sigh. Sigh. <laughs> yeah, so... You had
0: something, and you just threw stones in your own window.
1: Yeah. It peters out. And yeah. that's, that's regrettable. I would've liked to come in here and dunk on you and the rest of the Aniton uh, community. Oh, no. The community which just like five guys, I think.
0: Yeah, doesn't matter.
1: Doesn't matter, but uh, I would have liked to dunk on you. Like, ha, oh, I watched that show you guys dropped and it was actually good, but alas.
0: I mean, I would have watched it if I was in a different mindset and knowing it was not a full-on edgy. I would have probably watched it and didn't care about it.
1: It, um... I say, I'd say it warranted more time. I was still interested in it by episode 7. It was by episode 8 that it had a big turnaround and just stopped being interesting for me. And yeah. We dropped it after two episodes, so yeah, a bit early, but event- inevitably, the right decision. Okay, <laughs> it turned out.
0: Uh, so yes, anymore uh, because I the, I have this giant list of things I want to get through, and I don't want to go <laughs> switching off between us.
1: As listed in my notes, listen to one hour of ranking of King's Waffle.
0: Nah, not quite, but fair enough. <laughs>
1: Um, I haven't seen any other series, but I did read a uh, manga slash doujin.
0: Yeah, and we'll we- get to that later because I actually have that too. So I ju- I want to add that in later.
1: Um, I don't think it's the one you think.
0: Well, no, I, I know, but uh, I've also read some manga and I wanted to group it together. Okay, in that, okay. Uh, in, in that case,
1: side. I haven't seen anything else. I'm being God of God here. <laughs> so uh, um, unload on me.
0: Well, I have a, a beautiful range. As in, I range. uh, Utter praise, utter meh, and absolute rich inducing fucking rant. Okay, Um, Uh, where to start? I'm I'm going to keep it semi controlled. Okay. As far as that's possible with me. Um, Fingers crossed. Ryan, good friend of mine. uh, Well, let's just start with start. I. Uh, I've watched at this point like 700 anime, so it, it just starts to blend together and you like to make comparisons to other animes and just discrediting things because of lack of motivation to watch it as such and such. So Brian was like, uh, okay, can you watch Ranking of Kings for me? Because I want to watch that yeah. and I'd like to have your input on it.
1: That's what you mentioned in the last podcast, that yeah. you were watching that and that you were concerned at the first because there were some initial but, hints yeah. that it would be just not your thing?
0: No, well, no, not per se that. It's more that uh, the first few episodes are very triggering for uh, a pretty large demographic of people being um, uh, bullied or taken advantage of. Yes. Both are very... Why would anime fans ever be bullied? Uh, well, let's not get into that. <laughs> that mm-hmm. might be a touchy topic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we already but- have one of those. Exactly. Proceed.
0: So, so moving on. Um, after that, uh, I think I was at episode four at that point. I have finished it by now, and uh, I can only say that this is a solid top three anime for me, as in um, all time. All time, just straight up. <laughs> oh Jesus! Fuck. The animation wow. is finally <laughs> something fresh. Um, it has total, totally different. Um, inspiration it's very italian south of french kind of animation if that makes any sense to you to Mm -hmm. people um yeah there's just not much wrong with it because as you know i i totally despise any magic or uh fantasy related things that are not defined and i can uh truly say nothing is defined in this show but Since everything shines so brightly, the the non-defined magic and stuff doesn't take away from it. It doesn't uh, make a big story point out of it. It's just like, it happens, deal with it, (laughs) question mark. Okay. And it's just an anime with so much identity. It doesn't do any particular um, stereotype or trope very much it's just very uh, well-ranged anime every character is uh, very gray morally they have motivations they have duties they have uh, things they don't want to do uh, and uh, even the most uh, most background background characters still have more character than some uh, main characters in current anime and it's just it it, it drips with inspiration and creative creativity from my uh, point of view
1: sounds like in a lot of regards it defies the standards of what anime is
0: today definitely as in as, as i already said to you it's one of those uh, anime that uh, transcends the medium mm. as in uh, i think i could show this to my mother and she would still be like yeah this is fun to watch and that's something pretty special i think uh without getting into story too much, because uh, (laughs) I really want people to watch this, but I really like where most of the story is told through the lens of uh, a children's uh, story, a children's book. I said it has the uh, innocence of a children's book, but in the meanwhile people are getting gutted.
1: Yeah, that's something that uh, I noticed when I looked it up. By the way, we have to do a bit of a rectification. When we were talking about this last... two weeks ago, yeah. I was super fucking confused. Because he was talking yeah. about- Ranking
0: the... of Kings, you thought Kings game, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: because you said the Japanese name and like, oh yeah, Kings game. Yeah, I've seen that around. And you started <laughs> talking about what it was. And I was like, just the question marks were starting to visually appear above me. Like the, huh? <laughs> I,
0: I was noticing that, but mm. I thought yeah, you'll figure it out.
1: Yes, I eventually figured it out. And uh, to get back to your comment about the storybook, of the story like a children's book vibe yeah that's definitely something i felt when i looked it up because i was like oh wow this is kind of like belgian comics child book uh, childhood book kind of art style i really like this
0: yeah and it's as i said it's so nicely made and um it still has those clashing tones which once again it doesn't take away from it because normally i'm like uh things clash in anime and i just immediately notice and take away from it, Mm -hmm. which we'll get to later with another anime I've seen. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, um, everything, uh, everyone knows of uh, consequences and such, and everyone is very clear in their communication, very not Japanese, because people know what they want, uh, they know what's good for them, they know what they have to do, even if they don't want to, and actually follow through on all these actions. The only thing, literally one thing I can take away from it, if I have to be nitpicky, okay, the final uh, battle scene makes it very obvious which studio animated this. Wit, right? Yeah, because it's Wit Studio, mm-hmm. the original Attack on Titan uh, animators. So you have this final uh, epic scene about the uh, uh, of uh, main character fighting, whatever it is he has to fight. Yes. And it just kind of applies this brown filter, and I'm just like, yeah, this is Attack on Titan. It's not bad, it's beautifully animated even, but the brown tint was just unnecessary. <laughs> do Really. I
1: hear, wait, why do I hear Linked Horizon in the distance? <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much that. <laughs> it was, that, that if, if I have to be nitpicky about it, that's it. But that's pretty much the only thing I can be nitpicky about, because this story stands perfectly on its own, it finishes its arc, it could be left alone now. But there's still so much world building in the background that it still warrants more more seasons. Because it's called Ranking of Kings. And this is an introduction to that. But the point of Ranking of Kings comes up seldom. Because um, the original king in this story is ranked 7. But that's by pure might. Not by his uh, cunning ruling ability and such and such. Um... And in the end of the show, it is shown that someone else is getting a new ranking. And you get one other ranking scene. But it's very, um, well, small, actually. It's not very uh, big in the entire show.
1: Yeah, and they could, uh, they could do more with that, is your point.
0: Yes, and as I said, world building is very uh, vague, but not bad. The, it, it traces that very fine line of being vague enough to be interesting. But not um, being obtuse enough to uh, be like, "Uh, this is just, I don't even want to know what this is. It does that very well. Um, Yeah, as I said, I can only sing to its praises because um, the intrigue and politics is done well. The character relations are done well. Every character is very defined. um, You have this sense of need and dread in the story. The songs um, are very well done. Um, yeah, not all background, the, it, if I have to rate it somewhere lower on the scale, it would be the background music. It has some that really stand out. You're like, yeah, I, I, if I hear, hear it out of context, I would be like, yeah, Osama ranking easy. But then you have like most battle teams and background songs and you're just like, yeah, this could be any fantasy team really, but, uh, openings and endings, uh, first opening is just a King New song. I like King Gnu, but it it has this Ali Project vibe, as in uh, if you oh, hear Oh your Ki- favorite. <laughs> if you hear King Gnu, you know it's King Gnu. Just like with Ali Project. You hear it, literally the first three notes and you're like, yeah, this is King Gnu. <laughs> so it doesn't have very much identity to it. But the second opening, on the other hand, is literally written for the show. And is so goddamn nice.
1: I feel bad now because you sent it to me and I haven't <laughs> listened to it yet. But yeah. I have committed to watching it.
0: Yeah. Hadaka uh, no Yusha by Vondi. That second opening is just a banger. Uh, let's listen to it afterwards, actually. Yes, I, oh, you weren't given a choice in this regard. <laughs> I was going to put Help. it on. <laughs> Regardless. Um, the Regardless. <laughs> the endings have a very nice animation style too. More... Um, punch the mic yeah shoulder bump the mic uh how should i call it it's more of a sketchy uh water painting oil painting style animation okay and the songs are not very memorable but they definitely fit the tone of the show um yeah it's just it balances everything so fucking nicely and brian was not expecting that (laughs) Brian was like, "Uh, if Patrick gives it a five or a six, uh, it's probably an eight for me. It'll be fine. And Patrick comes back like, this is legitimately one of the most creative and best shows I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. (laughs) And Brian was just like, oh no, I feel threatened. (laughs) Yeah, as I said, I can only sing to its praises. Um, Yeah, just... A, a very short premise. Again, it's about the uh, uh, Prince Boji, who is uh, deaf and mute because he is cursed. Uh, you'll find that out very soon. Um, and Kage is literally a shadow person. I mean, Kage literally means shadow. Bit lazy on the naming scheme, but it yeah, doesn't matter. Passable. Passable. Um, and they uh, each get uh, well. One day gets taken advantage of, and one gets well, mostly emotionally bullied. Um, because he's still the prince of the king, (laughs) the son of the king. So, um, yeah, he just seems like this bumbling idiot, but he just doesn't have a proper way to communicate with the outside world. Yeah. And uh, everything in his skill set, as in he is very skilled, but it's just not in a traditional way. So people discredit him even when he shows this skill, because it's not the usual way. And just this rigid viewpoint that gets softened by the end of the show and truly breaking down, uh, broken down by the end of it, is so nice to see.
1: Would you say that this is an empowering show for the handicapped community?
0: (laughs) uh, I don't think specifically that, I just think in general, I mean you could take it that way, but I think that's just projecting your own issues upon (laughs) uh, an anime. Ah. which is fine but
1: yeah I was about I was about to, was about to <laughs> add that's fine right though?
0: No so that's definitely fine but you'll have to realize that. Hmm. And I would say it's just empowering in a general sense that uh, even when your skill set doesn't uh, meet qualifications or uh, standards that are usually put on people that you are still uh, very skillful in, in certain regards you still have yeah. value. You still have value in your own way. Uh, even if uh, some people don't appreciate the way you show this and yeah that, as I said I really liked how it put that um, yeah I wanna I want to go on about yeah, the story, I, I,
1: I know the feeling I know the feeling <laughs> of wanting to keep ranting about it
0: it's just a problem where as I said I can't I don't want to spoil the, the <laughs> show because it is that good
1: yeah I
0: <laughs> I can I feel very much Comfortable with spoiling very subpar shows, but this is so special, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Th- so yeah, that's that's my take on uh Osama ranking.
1: Uh yes, and I think everybody can walk away from this. Uh reassured once again that they absolutely should be watching this. This is not a man who lightly gives away high scores. No, definitely. Or a not. man who would lightly break up his top list of shows.
0: No. Um, yeah, just in short. Uh, As I said, it kind of transcends the medium And if you watch it and you stop at the point where you don't like something I honestly think you're kind of weak-minded Just because there's so much behind this anime uh, That even if you don't like certain things There are so many other things that you can like about it But yeah, that's why I'm kind of going to uh, chop that one off Alright Then we go into the meh Category The
1: meh. Okay, what is meh?
0: <laughs> or uh, our experience with Dragon Ball Kai in the Boo Saga.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: In, it's literally, I, I literally wrote only one line. I want to remind you, Osama Ranking, I have uh, written out the whole plot. I think I got like more than 1500 words in this document alone about that. Dragon Ball Kai, the final uh, chapters, ah. got one line. Poo saga goes. Brr, it's a bit shite. <laughs> it got reinforced watching it with you. I mean, we're still not done. by no. long shot. No, but no, no, no. It's so clear. Uh, it's it's very frustrating to watch, especially later on, uh, because as you already said, even you started to notice. Like this is just kind of empty. It feels dumb. Yeah. It feels nonsensical, and you obviously see that. Akira Toriyama had an ID with going going to school and such, and it was obviously just axed. <laughs> it, it got a few episodes, and either his editor or uh, people pushback was just like, "Ma, nah, you don't get to be creative. We wanted this big burly man fight. You do just that, and yeah. only that." And I, uh, the older I get, the more I have to do, um, to do with uh, just feeling bad for Akira Toriyama. He just wants to make gag stuff but that's not what people like about him. And he just gets fucking pushed into this box of mediocrity. And that's just so sad to see.
1: Yes, I think I can definitely agree with you that uh, the Buu saga so far, it started off um, weak in some ways. Like, oh, this is not what I expected from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, This could have been better, but maybe this goes somewhere. And then it gets axed. You get back into shounen action that you're familiar with, and you notice just, man, yeah, this is the Dragon Ball Z I expected, but the heart doesn't feel there.
0: Yeah, this, yeah, as I said, nothing feels logical. As in, Frieza, it's a space emperor. There was previous connections made. It was kind uh, of logical, a logical step to stop him. Yeah, so, Vegeta
1: ties into Frieza, Frieza. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, Reddit ties into Vegeta. Vegeta ties into the space emperor thingy. And, uh, well, since he thought about the Dragon Balls, um, Frieza was aware of them, and the the main cast needed those Dragon Balls too, so there was a reason for conflict. Yeah. And then you have the Cell Saga, which is just a vengeance, literally. Yeah. A vengeful spirit trying, or not even spirit, honestly, but a vengeful person trying to get back at Goku. Goku.
1: Yeah, and that is actually built up way earlier. That is not so much tied into Frieza as it is just tied back into all the way back to Dragon Ball.
0: Yeah, and it's a bit of a stretch to pull pull this back. That I will say about the Cell Saga, but there's so much uh, intrigue and um, just a passing of the torch moments in this particular saga that uh, it doesn't feel disjointed in any Mm -hmm. way. It feels a bit... Uh, plot convenient sometimes.
1: Hello, with, Christianity.
0: Yes, with uh, the the hype-y, timey limey chamber. <laughs> Hyperbolic time chamber. Yes. I had to do a Dragon's bridge there, uh, it that's a bit plot convenient, and they changed the rules a bit, but nothing without reason. It felt like there was a reason for most things, and then you have the Boo Saga, and then it's like, lol. Okay. Uh, alien did boom-boom, destroyed galaxies long, long ago. Um, uh, His father was... uh, Or uh, the creature's creator was killed by creature. And now the son of creator is like, LOL, I also want this monster that killed my father to uh, work under me. And what is your uh, motivation? To blow up the universe. For what reason? No reason. I just want to blow up the universe, I suppose. Yeah. Like, okay... He has a motivation that he wants to get back at the guys, But that is not communicated well at all. And even then, it is utterly incompetent at it. Because once again, the guys don't care usually about the lower realms. Lower realms being within giant quotes here because they aren't very special either. And especially in uh, the Busaga, saga, you can just see there. They are more of a watchful eye than anything else because... Fuck, they can't even deal with Frieza. <laughs> so what the fuck are they gonna do with, like, Cell or Boo at this point? Yeah. And just his uh, the the continuous uh, being shocked from uh, the power that people uh, put out in this age. And he's just like, how can you be this strong? And it just gets very old very
1: quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my problem with Supreme Kai. He gets introduced. Pretty much like a traditional uh, way that Dragon Ball Z would introduce new characters. He's menacing. He's intimidating. He knows things that you don't. Um, The characters are scared of him. Like the moment that you see uh, Piccolo just back away from him, you think, oh, okay, this guy's special. And then you get to see him in action (laughs) and he's just- A clown. He's Yeah. He's fucking (laughs) useless. He's just constantly, no, 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 no. We shouldn't do something too hasty. We should just wait and see what happens. Because Maybe. for
0: context, we're at the uh, at the ship. The uh, Machibou has not been revived yet. We're the, they're still in the ship, and like Go on, Goku and Vegeta just like we should blow the fuck out of this ship, and then he's like, no, we can't do that. We we should wait and see. Yeah. And for a change, from in my perspective, because I'm usually also more of Supreme Guys' standpoint. Like we should wait and see, analyze the situation. No, I'm. Fully on board with Goku Vegeta and go on there. We should blow the fuck out of the ship because. What do. Why, why are we not doing that? What's the reason? There is no reason. Just fucking blow up the ship and be done with it. <laughs> and it's just so frustrating. Well,
1: the reason he does that is because he doesn't understand how powerful these characters are. He just
0: keeps... Yeah, but he is also so scared of Boo, which he does not know. Can, because okay, this is the frustrating part. They sealed Boo, but they have no idea how to unseal Boo, which Bobby, for some reason, does know. It just doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the frustrating the frustrating bit is that he doesn't know how strong the characters are. So every time anyone like, does anything, he's like, "What? <laughs> what?" But he should know. He's the fucking supreme guy. Yeah. But that aside even after they've shown that a bunch of times it's still every time a new fighter comes it's like oh no no you should take this seriously he's very strong ooh. you yeah. ooh,
0: ooh. should be scared of him and they're just like what and the, the part where i really dislike this is um there's this giant part of the show where everyone starts to learn about sensing energy yeah and does supreme guy not do this like, uh, Kr- evidently Kr- not. Krillin can just sense potential in people, not even their entire... The, even if they are suppressed their, uh, their key, he can just sense their potential. That was evident in the Cell Saga. He just got kicked slightly in the neck. It fucking devastated Krillin, but he was just like, There's no way Vegeta can even come close to this dude. And Supreme guys, is just like, no, don't do it! Even everyone is scary, Ooh, ooh. The fuck you were- Oh, it's so frustrating. And just, uh, the fight scene with Yakon and Goku just kind of pushes that home. Um, because Goku is literally fucking around as he usually does. But to an extreme degree here. Because Yakon can just absorb light. Also, the stupidity in that- Uh, Let's just get to the stupidity of that. He is a creature that is born in utter darkness, has no sense of uh, the light around him, was recruited by Babidi, but I want to remind you, for some reason, this creature has eyes to see in our spectrum of light, and is able to absorb our spectrum of light, which he has never seen.
1: Yes, that is some wonky-ass
0: evolution there. (laughs) That's literally evolution working against itself Going and literally counteracting evolution But that's biology, I don't want to get into that But yeah, Goku's just like, I'm going Super Saiyan Oh, he can absorb my Super Saiyan energy or light Whatever you want to call it And he's just like, (laughs) I'm just going to put out so much energy He's going to go boom boom I have no context when this happens But I have so much energy to spare, I don't care and Supreme Guy is still oh, oh no! No! Oh god the humanity!
1: Just about to have a fucking heart attack in the back like oh,
0: Yeah, oh a stroke and an aneurysm at the same time. We're
1: seconds away from losing.
0: Yeah Also just, just the, the, the spectrum of powers in About
1: to uh, he's about to <laughs> reach into his pocket and grab his cyanide pills.
0: Yeah. Just <laughs> God damn it. (laughs) Sorry. The the range of power within Babidi's army is fucking dumb because, okay, Pew Pew is, besides his name being a stupid pun, uh, he is super weak, as in, it is stated that he is as strong as Vegeta was when he came to Earth, uh, driven home by the point that his planet also has 10 times gravity. FG they're just like, lol, <laughs> that's my plan's gravity too. I train at 500 by this point. What the hell are you gonna do? But um, then you have Yakon and he's obviously somewhat stronger, but s- still poses no threat whatsoever. And okay, I'm gonna spoil you a bit here, but we're going to get to it today probably. So, and Dabrua just heads and shoulder above these people. And then you have Boo, the end. What the fuck, Babadie? <laughs> Like, could you literally not find anyone else that was as strong as the or, like, any range? Because literally, bottom-of-the-barrel fucking bottom feeders, and then you have the Bura who is as strong, if not stronger, than (laughs) Cell. That's that's not a range. (laughs) But yeah, no, just, the Boosak just feels like Akira Toriyama was like, ugh, fine, I'll make something, and just literally put his finger in his mouth, put it up in the air... Yeah, I'm I'm catching, like, these Hmm. vibes. I'll make a pink uh, fluff ball and, like, a a wrinkly old fucking cat alien. Sure, whatever.
1: Don't forget, uh, what was his name, Jompovich?
0: Spopovich. Yeah. (laughs) The the, the, roids are funny. Yeah, he's also part of the range. Uh, Yeah, he's even lower than the bottom feeders. Yes. (laughs) Uh, uh, Together with Yamu. Like, these are characters that most people don't even remember their names to. (laughs) And they're even lower. Yeah, it's just... Ah, so frustrating. Uh, and that's the mad part of my range. <laughs> Can you imagine how fucking mad I get? Uh, got about the next anime? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I watched uh, Kuroshi Eye because I was done with uh, Ranking of Kings and uh, I, I already said to Brian, whatever you're gonna give me next, it's gonna be shit. Because it's not Osama Ranking. Yeah. That's just perspective of the situation. You're
1: in the wind down phase yeah. of having just watched the fucking I, stellar anime.
0: Yeah, and just having those expectations, and they are impossible to meet. But, boy, did he give me some shit. So, Kuroshi it is based on uh, the ma- on a manga that's still ongoing. Uh, I want to remind you, Kuroshi Ai, if you literally translate it, is Murder Love. Which would be a pretty okay name, okay. but they s- decide to translate it as Love of Kill. The fuck does that mean?
1: Oh, uh, this brings me back to <laughs> all you need is kill. Yeah. God fucking damn it. But ah. not,
0: not even Love of Killing, which would make more sense. Okay. But whatever. The, yes, the go title is already, please go on. <laughs> the title is already wank. Uh. That already got me kind of mad. But the premise is that uh, you have this novice bounty hunter, which has the most pretentious name under the sun. We'll get to that, and she meets this expert assassin on a mission, and um, he's just like, "Well, in my reign in my jobs, you never find women." So I'm just instantly going to try and seduce this woman I'm seeing. Uh, so there, it starts off pretty unique in that sense. I said he's just like, "I have to take this opportunity." If you uh, the and we'll see, but not being that novice bounty hunter. By the way, her name is Chateau Dankworth. What? <laughs> yes. Her name is Chateau Dankworth. She has the emotional range of a damp cloth. <laughs> she literally is just hate and silence. She does nothing else. So she is just uh, constantly avoiding his advances. But uh, in a few episodes, she uh, she gets uh, tasked with. Finding this expert assassin and killing him. Because, well, that's what they've been tasked to. Guess who the expert assassin is? It's Ryung Ha, the dude from the first show and the episode that tried to seduce her. <sighs> and it the, you already know where this is going by this point. I was literally at the first episode. Saw this was based on a manga that's still ongoing, and I was like, yeah, I know exactly where this is going. This is just going to be a wank. Um, romance story with some murder subplot and it goes nowhere and by the end we don't know anything it, it just peters out and it stops and that's exactly what you got that's pretty much what I got so yeah it I'd from a character lo- standpoint Chateau is already fucking dumb in her name alone her motivations are dumb her origin story is dumb um Rion Ha, the assassin dude, he has literally the uh, social energy to carry a relation with himself. As in, he pretty much does so. He projects his relationship on her. And she doesn't take to it whatsoever until the last episode where she suddenly, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll roll with you. But it wasn't not, there was no there was no evolution there. It was just like, it's the final episode, I'll just be kind of nice to you, I guess.
1: Yeah, we gotta end this on something, can't just watch 12 episodes and then have nothing. But
0: yeah, as I said, and- Nobody's gonna buy the DVDs! Then you get the second issue that, um, 80% of the la- as in- Okay, I should- I should order my thoughts here. Okay. Because, um, I was so annoyed by this anime. I was like, it can't be this bad. The source material can't be this shit. So I just started reading the manga too. But not out of, oh, I'm curious, no more, out of just more bit like, I need to know, how can this be based on this and be this shit? So, I also started reading the manga, which does explain a lot of things a lot better, because most of this takes uh, place in real life locations. Like okay, that's th- interesting. It takes place in Gifhorn in the beginning, in the middle of Germany, next to Hanover and Wolfsburg. Is the that is? Uh, they go to Barcela, which is a port town in Portugal, and it ends at Montpellier in France. Yeah. So it actually, that is nicely done. But uh, well, first of all, the manga is just casually racist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> not not not. That's not even me projecting. Because, uh, well, Chatho works at this support <clears throat> organization where they have the boss uh, and his assistant. His assistant is just totally animated out of style, no mouth, very loopy-eyed, um, no style whatsoever. And that's what I mean with classic styles. Here it conflicts, like truly, because he's not a gag character whatsoever. He's just a character, yeah. but he's just, fucking wankly animated for some reason. There's no theme or rhyme or reason to it. But then, you get to hear or to read his name in the manga. It's literally Indian Coon, because he's Indian. Yeah, in the anime they at least realized like, perhaps this is not the smartest plan, so they renamed him to Jim. (laughs) It's There was the point in the manga where I was like, ooh, okay. I Okay, but then you also have this character that just straight up says, "I don't care if you're Japanese, Chinese, or Korean. You all look the same." Okay, <laughs> that that's quite a broad line to uh, to push there. But oh. okay, so yeah, it's it's not, what? It's not per se malicious, but it it, it reeks of just utter not caring about it and it seems a bit insensitive in parts because both of those lines uh, are taken out of the anime because they they obviously know it's not okay to do this in hindsight but it's still kind of sad that it still happened in the manga
1: the more you tell me about this the more I'm just kind of flabbergasted that this is at all animated? That this got an anime adaptation? Because this just sounds fucking boring.
0: Yeah, that's the point I was trying to get to. This manga has been going on since 2015. But this is not a weekly manga. It only has 56 chapters. Okay. After seven years. Mm -hmm. This anime just straight up ended on a cliffhanger because the manga is not finished. But guess where the anime ends in the manga? Chapter 43. Okay. So by my estimation, if we want the next season, we have to wait five years. Because that's the time he needs to make more chapters to make enough story happen.
1: I believe I saw it was a Yosei manga,
0: right? Yes. Yes. Um, And, as I said, okay, I want to get to the plot later. I just want to get this rant out of the way first. So it ends up chapter 43. The manga from 39 to 43 is pretty much the last episode. It leaves out 80% of the details. Of the manga. Which is utterly flabbergasting to me. Because. um, All the motivation. Of the characters. That are important to the plot. Is being explained in those chapters. Because it tries to be a mystery. In that regard. Um, But it doesn't hook whatsoever. It's not very interesting. And. um, The anime. Just doesn't do this. So why would I ever watch the second season. These characters are utterly uninteresting by the uh, by this point. You should have a hook in the first season to make me watch the second one. Yeah. And it's just like...
1: You need to end on something
0: big. And they were just like, lol, this entire series was boring. But in the next season, we might actually explain some of these characters. Now I'm just... That's no motivation. That's like keeping... <laughs> that's just like keeping it hostage. Uh, the, just no... Yeah,
1: a hostage situation. I get yeah, what you mean.
0: It's a hostage situation for, uh, for manga plot. Oh, it's not interesting. Go away. I know I did bad, but... You <laughs> know, if you come back again in five years, maybe I'll do goods. Yeah, but that's the problem, right? Because the the manga... Okay, the, let's just get this straight. The, uh, the manga, manga is very simple. And it knows this, at least. That's um, the impression I get from it. The writer doesn't have too high uh, of an idea of what he wants to make. Uh, it's also very sloppily drawn, as in most background, or most scenes don't have backgrounds. Sorry that you hear sawing or whatever that is in the background, by the way. Um, yeah, these characters um, just don't, they just, ah. Um, and this writer just, uh, he has this idea and he just wants to do it very slowly. And he is in a, a, a magazine, so it's fine. He, he achieved this, uh, his idea, but he, he, uh, th- there's this ambition difference. As in, uh, it seems like he's the guy that's just like, I'll draw my manga, and I'll get my paycheck, and I'll live month to month, and that's fine, that's how I want to live. He's not like, I want to make the next big hit. Yeah, okay. So, as I said, both backgrounds are not drawn in, the uh, drawing style is, I, I don't want to say sketchy, as in sketched, but it feels... A loose. A loose, Yeah. yeah. Uh, not wrong per se, but it it, it seems a bit unpolished. And uh, the anime just makes it worse because the style from the manga doesn't translate to animation whatsoever. And uh, it is almost like uh, they gave this to. because it was animated by Platinum Vision, mostly known for Servamp. They don't do a lot.
1: Yeah, that rings a bell, but not a very loud
0: one. Uh, yeah, exactly. And. It just uh, seems like they watched or they read the manga, burned all the chapters and volumes, waited two weeks, and then started the process of uh, animating it without getting in, without references whatsoever. Because scenes just get uh, rewritten or intentions just get entirely uh, revoked and changed around. Because you have this scene where uh, she tries to commit suicide because she feels responsible. or the lives around her and she brings uh, them in danger. Because she's an assassin or a novice bounty hunter and she still has a, a mother to take care of. And everyone gets put in danger because of her. Okay. But in the... Uh, I'm getting them switched around because once again they... Uh, they just changed the logic here. And she's just like... Uh, in the manga she's like, No, no, no. I feel incompetent. I want to die. It's just... Like, I mean... The scene is still plays out the same, yeah. but the entire intention changes.
1: Yeah, and that in turn the changes multi-tion. the character, your perception yeah. of it.
0: Exactly. There but, are. okay, then you, the, as I said, you have Chateau Dankwart, and then you have Riong Ha, the assassin, and you find out in about the middle part of the show, of course, they know each other from very long ago.
1: Oh, childhood friends, delightful. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not... I'm messing, I'm messing. <laughs> I know, I'm messing but with you.
0: it's close to that. As in, it's the same trope. Okay. <laughs> and um, uh, apparently, Chateau Tankward is from a notable family with an even stupider last name. Even more like, if I put my. If it were so much on the nose, I would break your fucking nose at this point and push it into your fucking skull cavity. Her real name is Chateau Noble. Hmm. Fucking Noble. Guess what? She, do you think she is of nobility?
1: Nah, man, that sounds like a like a
0: peasant name. Yeah, at this point, I was really getting fucking annoyed because her character design is also just the most inspirationless shit you've ever seen. As in, um, funny that I mentioned it now because I just thought of that connection. Uh, she looks exactly like Violet Evergarden in most regards, but shittily and made. It fun part is uh, she was earlier than. Violet Evergarden and I'm still making that connection this way. Because, well, Violet Evergarden is done correctly. And she's just... She feels hollow. Like... She is an object to drive the plot, not a person to drive the plot. There's obviously an interest from some parties in her, but we don't know why. And even in the chapters I've read from Love of Kill, it's still not entirely clear what that is. Her family has influence in the political sphere slash whatever it is that's all we know and riong ha his background is that he is from human trafficking background as in he was trafficked oh yeah put that on linkedin <laughs> oh <laughs> wait he
1: is trafficked he's not yes, the, okay
0: he is trafficked because he took someone else's name uh because the first Rionha ha is killed by chateau Because she was a frightened child And she found a gun And here I want to just say um, The the main antagonist uh, Is What was his name Tony Whatever Something something Tony And his um, Nickname in the show Is Trigger Yeah when I was Repeating the plot in my head And I was just rethinking it I was just like I hope this is Thought out by the writer Because it's a pretty okay pun, but if he didn't do the things he did in the beginning of the show, the entire plot wouldn't trigger. I kind of got mad at that because mm. he gave re- the original Hyung Ha a gun to protect himself uh, because he breeds, uh, uh, how do I say that? He raises uh, orphan children to be uh, okay, yeah, utterly that's militant. That kind of trope. Yeah, doing his bidding. Uh, But he is not the boss, boss. Mm. he's just a a dude in the rankings. And um, Riong Ha uh, got taught to be uh, very vigilant and uh, know his surroundings. And that's why he was chosen for this first mission for scoping out this city and uh, leading this particular person to safety. Alright, this is not stated in the anime whatsoever, so we don't know why Riong Ha was in this situation. But every time he, get this, he gets this gun, he's incompetent with it, and then by the end of it, he drops it in front of Chateau, who is frightened because her dad just dropped her in a suitcase, got killed, and she got shipped off with Ryong Ha, because that was supposed to be his job—just um, guiding his uh, her father and her to safety. But he got killed in the meantime, so um, he took care of Chateau, and she's just crying and scared. But then her logic is. The logic is just baffling to me. Like, she is scared, but Ryong-ha calmed her down, told her uh, his uh, his name, and she told her hi- her name to him, and they were kinda okay with each other. She was still scared. But then, um, this older kid, which is future Ryong-ha.
1: Yeah, the guy that takes the name.
0: Yeah, he is uh, also involved in this because they ran <laughs> into each other, uh, yada yada. They are now uh, doing this together. So, um, he is leaving, and Riong Ha was like, shit, no, uh, he can't leave, he knows too much of this murderous plot that I'm involved with. Drops the gun, runs after him. Chateau is scared, and uh, her, her first instinct is like, I'm gonna pick this gun up, gonna sit in the, uh, this, um, in this closet, and just be scared. He comes back, he says he's Riong Ha, don't be scared, BAM! <laughs> just shoots him straight up in the neck and just said sorry, 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 sorry. That's no character development. She didn't even have the right motivation to shoot him. <laughs> he literally came into the building, announced, hey, it's me, Ryong Ha, don't be scared. BAM! Lays the on the ground bleeding out. Drives her off to who knows fucking where to keep her safe. Still being compelled by his duty. Dies on the road. Uh, Other kid finds out and human trafficking Riong Ha. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, yeah, I'll take her name. Or his name. His name. I'll just be Riong Ha now, which is fine. But as I said, we now know the origin of his name. I still don't know why the fuck he does what he does. No clue.
1: You went into this for far too much for such a throwaway fucking shit show.
0: (laughs) But once again, I couldn't believe how bad it was. So I read the manga. And the manga is better, but it still leaves so much open fucking holes everywhere. It's just like, yeah, you can do this slowly. Obviously. I mean, you have writers who want to be very excellent at what they do, and they want to take it to the next step. And he's just like, I'm doing it my way, and that's the only way. And that's very slowly and very obtuse, and obviously not by many writer standards. So, as I said, there is no interest here. Riong Ha comes from a background where he is literally trafficked, taken advantage advantage of, and utterly destroyed as a human being, broken his bones. And by the time we see him in the show again, he's like, lololol, I want to be your boyfriend, be my girlfriend, lol. That's literally... He's fucking yoful all the time. (laughs) And he just gets serious uh, sometimes out of nowhere. Because one of those lines where I thought it was really dumb way I almost considered dropping the show <laughs> I it almost looked like the writer wanted to look smart in some way because you have this dude who wants to take revenge on the ha whole other story um, and he is just like uh, the uh, trying to detain Chateau and chateau tries to taser him. And he's just like, LOL, I've taken too many drugs. My nerve endings don't work anymore. Taser don't work. Ha! Okay. Still stupid, but fine. And then you have... These scenes are not connected whatsoever. And then you have Ryong Ha killing him. And he just looks at the body after he shot him dead. And he's just like, oh man, you must have fried his nerve endings. just, What the fuck do you mean? How would you gather that from shooting him to death? that he doesn't have any feelings anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's almost like the writer was like, haha, I can make a character connection. My character seems very smart and insightful of the situation that he can scope this out. And I'm like, no, he just shot him dead and just like, throw away line, lol, your nerf endings are fried. This is so weird. This all sounds so weirdly incompetent. I can't, (laughs) I'm still just stuck
1: on what I mentioned earlier that I can't, imagine how this actually got to be a recurring entry for a magazine yeah nor how anybody (laughs) bothered to actually animate it
0: yeah and there are just so many facts (gasps) lost from manga as i said the manga is fine Mm -hmm. as it it knows what it wants to be but it's so baffling to me that it got animated and even then it got animated so that most of the positive parts of the manga just entirely fade away because I said it takes place in real life parts of the world. In the anime, they just misspell everything. For no reason. It's just, okay, why? No reason. Uh, it just make like. Fucks to look at a map. Yeah, it's just like everything is spelled wrong. Whatever. Um, as I. And. Yeah, the latter parts of the plot are uh, just lost. Because, okay, Ryong Ha died at the roadside with her, her in the backseat. Uh, original Ryongha. And she gets picked up by a police inspector, and she uh, adopts her. That's where her name Dankworth comes from. And uh, at the last part of the show, where new Ryong Ha is in the hospital because he was beaten to a fucking pulp, a police officer visits him uh, and says, You shouldn't think of this situation ever again. Leave it behind you and go away. And... um there we get his, this his idea that he can't ever do that because he never had the value a name ever and the first only friend that he ever knew was Ryong Ha so he'll honor him by taking his name I can't forget this blah de, blah de, blah okay but in the show it is not mentioned that this police inspector is Dankworth, like the police inspector that adopted yeah. her as in he just tries to look out for Chateau and telling this kid like just... Ignore this. Go do your life. It, in the show, it just looks like police corruption. Just telling him, like, okay, go away. I want to dismiss this case and don't want to look into it. What?
1: Uh, okay, that's for the love of God. Cut this off yes, now because okay. you're, One last you're waffling no. now. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, as I said, it's, uh, the, I, it, I really had the idea that this is drying of the well effect. As in... They wanted to animate something, couldn't find anything that they could buy the license to. And then they found this. And I just can't imagine how the uh, writer author of Lovekill was, uh, was just sitting there. Like, I, I don't really see why we should animate this, but I'm not the license holder. That's my, uh, like publicist. So take it up with them, I guess. And the publicist is just like, yeah anime let's do it without even looking what this platinum vision requested to animate from them and it yeah it just feels dumb trying of the well literally as in the manga wasn't great the anime is worse why did we do this yeah i still have more to say about uh, i'll do that off <laughs> the show because uh, it will just go on and on and on and on um, yeah. So, so what, do,
1: what was that about doujins though? You wanted to mention something about that?
0: Well, doujins and manga I want to band together because I read the manga of Koro Shai. Uh, I've also read some Fire Force. I finally really got into that. I met the, uh, Amaterasu arc. I had to think of the name. Um, I'm really getting into that and it's finally finished so I can finally yeah. read a finished manga. <laughs> Holy shit, it's been so long.
1: Wow, actual conclusions.
0: Yeah. Um, so what
1: did you read? Um. Well, slightly unplanned, I went on a Shindowell <laughs> uh, marathon the other night because I sent that Dragon Ball Z Broly dojin to you. Like, yeah. This is the one you mentioned, right? Yeah. Uh, but I also read uh, Metamorphosis the other night. The, oh my,
0: uh, yeah. I know, everybody yeah. knows that one. If I, I just want to interject here and say, I find it always very funny that everyone who isn't Dutch is just like utterly horrified by the plot of *Metamorphosis*. Just the general Dutch person be like, it, "It's drugs." We do that literally all the time. What? Why do we care?
1: Ah, uh, uh, I can I can see that. Well, <laughs> Dutch, Dutch are also more stoic <laughs> type of people, so
0: yeah. But it's uh, the, the, the shock value is just not there for most of us, mm. because I get why it would be shocking to most, because it's also a human trafficking thing and such, Yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> it's, mm. it's just another story to in,
1: most. Uh, in the trend of, um, <laughs> um, that's kind of how I felt about it in okay. some senses. Um, for those unbeknown, uh, for those that don't know it, uh, it's the infamous hentai doujin that literally everybody cites
0: and... And dash r 1771 13 Yes, I know it's code by heart.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, it's the standard thing that you get sent. Uh, it's widespread and a meme by now. And I figured, well, might as well actually read it then. Uh, it's effectively, it's a story about a girl, a very um, unremarkable kind of girl, who just finished middle school, is now going to high school. And she wants to change, because she's always been just very plain-looking and uninteresting. so she asks her mother, hey, how can I do makeup? And from that point uh, of trying to get prettier and trying to be popular, uh, she just gets slides off into trouble, uh, into a life of trouble, um, as you suggested, of human trafficking, yeah. of prostitution, uh, drug use. And yeah, it's a very dramatic story in that sense, but it's drama as taught through the lens of hentai and thus it is also very beholden to the limitations of hentai. Yeah. Because the initial part of her being unpopular and wanting to change, um, and how that starts to go wrong... It starts to go wrong in like the span of five pages. (laughs) Yeah. It's... The start is very rushed and very unimpressive because, oh god... Shindel needs to get his fucking drooling, twitching, hentai scenes out. And he's a very good hentai artist, absolutely. Let's not... That's just not... Let's not No, that's not up for discussion. He's fucking amazing in terms of art. Uh, for the storytelling though, that is a bit rushed and yeah. But it starts to get kind of into the swing of things, because later on the story becomes very intertwined with sex, and then it's just a good haul.
0: I mean, it's it's, it's still a doujin, so the, in, uh, the involvement most people have with it is not very deep, and yeah. uh, that's what I get from it too, because even if you read it for any other reason than her <laughs> porn, uh, it's usually, it, it just kind of feels like it goes shot to shot just to draw different things, not to progress a plot in any sense.
1: Yeah, it's definitely made so that you can just Kind of, true it. Just yeah, not just read. Quite. Just not read anything. And if you don't read the last like ten pages or so, you get zero impact from it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It is very much still just a hentai drawn to be appealing, and then it. But if you read the plot and the context and the ending, then you get a very grim story. It's kind of the mood killer. Uh, yeah. It's a mood, It's made to be a mood killer in that sense but also to still be the mood. It's yeah, it's it, it, duality it, there.
0: It, it tries to be very depressive whole. It just tries mm-hmm. to be a, a downward slope. Yeah. But the early few pages is literally a cliff. <laughs> and then it just slopes further beyond that cliff point downwards. Yeah. And it, at some point it's just... Why? <laughs> I mean, we get where this is going. And we're all kind of already kind of at the bottom but it just keeps rolling and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's fine yeah but it doesn't feel like it has a need to it whatsoever because i believe
1: it's uh, the anime man who said like uh, oh yeah this is the hentai that you read for the porn and then you end up uh, crying and like what <laughs> i read it and i was like okay well this is really forced a okay. lot a few okay. of these twists are incredibly forced if, but-
0: if you want to be horny and you want to have a good story just read Nozoki Eye. But, do, do I say that right? I might be, uh... Nozoki Anna? Anna. The, yeah, that's the one I was looking for. Sorry,
1: it clicked into me because you mentioned it so many times.
0: Yeah, Kuroshi I was still in my head. Yeah. Sorry, still mm. ranting internally. <laughs> <laughs> Nozoki Anna. If you want to be horny and you want to have a good story, Nozoki Anna. Or perhaps Velvet Kiss if you want to be pretentious about it, I guess.
1: I do like to be pretentious. But, so yeah, but yeah, the, the actual big dramatic twists are very, often very forced, and then the hentai scenes are just hentai, and you can just perfectly normally enjoy that. The things
0: could- it takes to have impact make no impact because the character they are swung on doesn't have any relation to us yet. We are not very invested in this character. It's just. Uh,
1: because because it's Russia T intro. Again.
0: Yeah, it's like everyone sees this. I mean, most of us see this. Having a friend, having a family member that just slips into depression, drug use, uh, a bad situation in general. We yeah. all see this. There's, so there's that uh, relation to it, but that's so base. We don't know anything about her, what her wants and needs were, uh, how she uh, came... Attention. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and that's just kind of... Yeah, I say it's still one-shot manga, so it's yeah,
1: it's seven chapters.
0: Yeah, but... it's a
1: it's a, it's that's a proper published uh, work.
0: Yeah, fair enough, but it, it is a bit short to properly imbue. Yeah.
1: As I say, it is still yeah. beholden to the limitations of hentai.
0: Exactly. That's why I like those edge cases like Nozoki Kiana, as in it's not full on hentai. It's degenerate as fuck. Kiss Kizixis. Yeah, well, Kizixis less so because that just. That just knows what it is. Horny mm. fun. <laughs> and without being actually born. And then you have, like, Nozuki Ana, which can take very adult themes and tell them in a very professional manner. Yeah. But most of these themes cannot be told in a normal manga because either you would uh, uh, or uh, alienate your reader or the publisher would be like, no, 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 this is not the themes we want in our, like, shonen stuff. Mm. And then you have this very degenerate... Um, Nozoki Anna peeping hole pretty much literally, but the emotional and uh psychological development these characters go through and the struggles they have are very well written and very well developed. Yeah. And then you have like, uh, I mean, it's a false uh comparison because
1: seven chapters versus, versus like uh...
0: hundreds, so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I get what he was trying to go for, but. Uh, I don't think that it being a hentai is a good enough excuse. No and kind of
1: the like the central point uh, where I think it goes wrong. Um, it's meant if it's meant to be a drama, uh, then why can you just revisit it, revisit it and just enjoy it for the porn? Yeah, because it's very deliberately written to kind of process progress through its seven chapters. To take off as many big popular boxes, mind break, yeah, uh, mind break, uh, virginity impregnation. Uh, eventually, <laughs> it goes into Gia. She changes the character design. She becomes a Gyaru.
0: Yeah. Akaha, And yeah. It's, yeah.
1: It in that sense, it feels over over hyped. Yeah. Like people said, like, oh, this is the big drama, but it's very <laughs> indulgent
0: still. It, it just did a lot of things when they were not really big yet. Yeah. So it's just hipster things, pretty much, for lack of a better term. So yeah, yeah, I read it too, but yeah.
1: It's for cowards that don't dare to look at actual (laughs) Goro.
0: It's for uh, uh, cowards that want to stay very uh, softcore about their hardcore.
1: (laughs) Yes, actually, let's go with that. That is perfect, actually. Let's move on and actually get to the news because the seasonal thing we'll probably save until there's an actual new season. (laughs)
0: I mean, yeah, 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 fair, fair,
1: fair. All right. So, uh, first one's you, yours, because I still uh, need to switch to the right tab and I'm a little bit <laughs> slower.
0: You weren't ready!
1: I was ready, I just needed to switch. There we go. Uh,
0: yeah, Haruko Ichikawa's Land of the Lustrous Manga returns from hiatus in June. I'll be honest, I didn't even know it was on hiatus. I want to watch the anime still, but there's only so much time I can make in my week. So, yeah, um, also, before I forget, the next anime I'm going to watch is uh, To Your Eternity. Anata e Okay. Um, and the manga I want, I hopefully have Fire Force finished by the next podcast. Because I hate talking about stuff when I haven't <laughs> finished it. And I always feel the need to talk about stuff even when I haven't finished it.
1: Okay, yeah. moving on. But so, Land of the Lustrous, I actually recommend because it's incredibly good for a 12 episode series and it's some of the best CGI I have ever
0: seen. It, I wouldn't say the best, it's just very fitting.
1: Yeah, it because makes a very good haul.
0: I have definitely seen, like, it's so frustrating to see CGI in anime because sometimes just throwaway scenes have the best possible fucking CGI you've ever seen in anime. And then you have, like, Animes that are entirely based around CGI And it's just, ow yeah, you My get, eyes
1: hurt Yeah, you get uh, the magnificent Kotobuki
0: Yeah, or a very good example uh, One you won't recognize Because you fucking hate this man's Woman's Makoto Shinkai's films uh, In um, uh, Your Name, there's this uh, CG dance scene At first, I'm usually very Perceptive to this shit, and I was just like That's nicely, wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> That's CG! Wait. Holy shit,
1: that's well made! Wait a gosh darn moment.
0: As in, I was uh, the, uh, Brian is literally the least observative dude, <laughs> observative dude in the universe. I was just like, did you know that was CG? Huh? <laughs> I just get a slack jaw, huh? <laughs> Rolf didn't um, uh, notice either. So I was just like, damn, that, that's well made. But this entire show just, it fits. And it just kept one ground rule, solid. Have the frame rate match. Because for some reason, the Japanese don't understand this fucking phenomenon. <laughs> and it is so frustrating to see that they don't match their FPS to whatever they're broadcasting to.
1: Okay, yeah, that's over-over. Yeah, over. <laughs> but uh, Lands of the Lustrous is actually a very good haul in terms of CG. Because that's what you get when you have all CG and you actually do it well. It's a very interesting mystery story, it has great action scenes. Uh, and that kind of, I think, puts a bit of a damper on the manga, which yeah. isn't exactly the most Im- impressive looking.
0: Just like Demon Slayer in that regard. Huh. The anime looks absolutely fucking stellar, but if you read the manga, you're just like, wait, this is based on that? It's like literally the difference between One Punch Man by the original author and the redrawn manga mm-hmm. that's not <laughs> the webcomic. Okay, it's not that extreme. <laughs> no, but, but... uh yeah, I can... In the same vein as in it looks rather, un- well, not impression. kind of normal in the manga. And it just gets stellarly uh, con- uh, converted to anime.
1: Yeah, and I really think Land of the Lustrous needs another season. But the manga being on I Hate This was just a big, like, oof, I'm not going to get that. Can and I just say? Most things that go on I Hate This, I am like, okay, that's just semi-permanent. That- that's just done. Usually, uh, yeah. Really happy to see her get back to it.
0: Can I just say that the cover that is uh, used on this uh, article, I, I'm just getting Madoka vibes from it.
1: It does kind of have that, yeah.
0: Yeah, but That's... yeah, the, the, I'm. I want to watch it, but once again, only so much time I can make. Uh, but it is on my short list. Yeah. Um, moving on to something you uh, you really like. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, unfortunate, but.
1: God Captor Sakura's Collectors Blu-ray de- Collector's Blu-ray delayed to July 4. Yeah, Anime Limited is uh, delaying the release of the Collector's Edition for God Captor Sakura, the fucking umpteenth release of it by now. <laughs> um, yeah, which was uh, said set to include uh, including the 70 episodes of the series on 10 discs. Jesus. That is fucking bulky for a...
0: The hell did l- they use it? This is, is added from a 4K scan of the original scene. What did they use to scan it with? Fucking Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah, dual mono audio. Uh, so that's... Uh, it is an impressive set. Oh yeah, definitely. That's for sure. And De- it has been delayed now. I probably wouldn't have gotten it myself because I already have the uh releases from Australia. Yeah, the, the... And let's be honest, you can pull a fucking 90s anime through 4K scans as much as you want.
0: I know what you're gonna say. I vehemently disagree with this, Okay. because Akira just looks stellar in 4K. I know that's a very out there example because that's just animated in general very well, but uh, it's the difference between having the original uh, material still, because Dragon Ball Kai is just wank for a remaster.
1: Okay, yeah, Because they don't,
0: they don't have the original material. They literally scanned the VHS or DVD that they have around and did some color grading and like pulled it apart.
1: Yeah, some correction work.
0: Yeah, the Sakura, they have the original stills. They still have the original things. Uh, so upscaling it doesn't really, it's not upscaling. It's literally making a new scan of what was already there. So yeah, okay. the animation work doesn't become better. But uh, just how sharp it is. I stand corrected in that case because uh, that
1: actually does sound pretty good then.
0: Yeah, because that's what I read here. The set is all from a four K scan of the original show. So. But
1: fucking damn it, I might actually be interested in that. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my money!
0: My my oh! My fight money! Uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's just um, very many ninety shows don't get this treatment because they don't have the original stills anymore like dragon ball they just literally threw them out when they were done with the show yeah understandable because it's a lot of fucking shit to keep track of
1: you hear that story a lot right Uh, game developers losing the original builds of uh, games they released 20 years ago
0: yeah especially older ones because well uh, storage space was at a premium, mm-hmm. and Japanese officers aren't uh, very much known for having this huge fucking archive to keep stills in for every anime they have. Uh, because yeah, the perfect examples are those no- northern Eastern Star, Eastern Star, right? Eastern Star, yeah. yeah Eastern Star releases. Those literally are just broadcast re-recordings put on a DVD. Mm-hmm. I fully agree. That is shit. That is uh, very horrible. But when you have the original material and you actually put in the effort to rescan them, actually remaking it as a, in a tactical standpoint as a whole, then it can be so very well done. Because Akira on a 4K Blu ray just looks stellar. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. But I also very much understand your standpoint because most of it isn't that. Yeah. <laughs> and Clamp is such a niche thing they probably just keep all their uh, all the stuff they create because they don't make a lot honestly so yeah uh, it's for them, for them it's not uh, uh, a hazardous thing to keep track of so yeah that's that's my take on that I think uh, this might actually be very nice
1: okay uh, I stand corrected um, and I am actually quite interested in it then because I was actually planning to rewatch Captain Sakura at some point. Uh, so I might have to wait for this release. It is anime limited though, and I have mixed results. Uh, mixed... Yeah. I just have a mixed uh, feeling about how they do their Blu-ray releases. It's a lot of carton boxes Mm -hmm. with, uh... Uh, uh, like, a paper taped on the back end that has the description and everything on it. Usually crooked or semi-loose. Uh, The releases are kind of shit in that sense, Um, but maybe they put extra effort into this because also the reason for delay is that they needed to do additional checks. Yeah, fair. Final check for and to resolve some final issues as part of the offering process. So yeah, uh, that might actually be really interesting if you're a Cardcaptor Sacra fan and would like to collect it. It's probably a lot easier than importing it from Australia.
0: I just want to add here, I uh, I take it that this is... uh, Redone from technical standpoint, you can't quote beyond that because it's literally a one-sentence thing in this article that it is reworked or rescanned from original material. So I just assume that's what they did. Once again, don't take my word on that because if they're known for making kind of shit products, this might be mixed as well.
1: Well, the video quality is usually good. It's just a box and yeah, the extra materials you get from them.
0: Okay, if you're gonna make a box, you're probably also not going to take the effort and remake the show from an editing standpoint. That's kind of the point I wanted to make. Um, moving on to Manga Publisher Seven Seas, Seas? <laughs> workers, 70, Yes, <laughs> Workers Form Union. I can honestly not tell you what Seven Seas Entertainment
1: does. Seven Seas is uh, a pretty good manga uh, uh, localization company Uh... uh, that has uh, adapted some uh, lesser-known manga and also quite a few big works. So I'm... Yeah. They're not uh, the big party you immediately think of, but uh, they are a pretty sturdy force in the industry.
0: Yeah, just generally paying people better and having respect for their time is a thing that really needs to happen in this industry. <laughs>
1: uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, so kudos on them for unionizing and getting that through. And um, they also have announced their mascots. I didn't know Yeah, Nicola
0: that... and Berthelumew. <laughs> yes. I, I like those names. Those are actually pretty <laughs> creative.
1: I didn't know that uh, unions had mascots, but uh, there they go.
0: Uh, holding, uh on, I guess, to Cybergroup Studios to present Final Fantasy IX Animated Series at Las Vegas Licensing Expo. I
1: think we uh, talked about this before, so I put this in uh, yeah. to get back to it. Because you uh, mentioned that you were per- uh, perplexed that they took Final Fantasy IX, of all things.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the styling is weird. The The entire game is kind of just... It's out there by Final Fantasy standards. Yeah, it's a very
1: different kind of deal after Final Fantasy 7 VII and 8.
0: Yeah, 7 and 8 kind of fell in the same uh, demographic. Yeah, And then 10 continued that, but 9 just kind of fell in between there. It's just like... It, it might as well be called something else. As in, uh, like Chrono Cross. That's still a stellar Square Enix anime, or anime, Wow, game. Mm-hmm. Um But if they called uh, Final Fantasy IX uh, something entirely different, I don't think uh, anyone would think any different of it, honestly. So yeah, that's just a weird place in my head. Um, And even a weirder one to make an anime out of, I suppose. I'm just curious about the art style, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'd actually like to see that. Because if Um... it's
0: representative of the game, it's going to look... Very weird.
1: I I was kind of interested in this uh, because I'm not a big fan of Fancy Person. Um, I'm just not big on JRPGs in general. I'm afraid, and um, but Final Fantasy Nine is one that's kind of appealed to me because it has that kind of a childlike vibe to it. A very wondrous story, from what I gathered from people. Yeah, and uh, that's appealing to me. So I'm curious what they would do for an animated adaptation, not so much an anime adaptation, because I believe it's a French studio.
0: I think the French studio just read the name of the main character. Zidane. We must animate this. That's a French name.
1: Yes. (laughs) That's my favorite soccer player.
0: (laughs) Forehead to chest (laughs) ensues. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Moving on to, well, games we've been playing, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I I honestly... Well, I played the standard stuff, Smite and such, I'm really happy with the new patch, they fixed a lot go. of things because uh, the last patch kind of ruined a lot of things for me, so...
1: Also oh, they nerfed the just nerf patch?
0: <laughs> well, okay, they nerfed everything, and now they gave everything more HP, and towers and phoenixes do a lot more damage now, so one of my biggest pet peeves is gone. You can't be ambushed early game and die guaranteed, you can now fight yourself out of an ambush, yay, good thing. Also, you can't just decide to go into tower to kill someone because tower did hee-hee damage. Now it's, oh god, I'd rather just live and come back and try and kill him uh, another way than going into tower for this. So yeah, they fixed that. Uh, It did give rise to one god that I particularly don't like playing, but, yeah, side points. Um, I actually played almost zero bloons. (laughs)
1: Oh, wow, that's unusual.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm doing things now and I'm motivated and medication truly fucking functions.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it's kind of uh, difficult to get into a a kind of a time waster style game.
0: Yeah, I just just don't. (laughs) I have other things to do. Um, But uh, here comes the little booklet that has been laying here. Um, But first, did you play any games that are not... uh, connected to the challenge. Well,
1: I wanted to play Mario Kart, um, but that proved to be a problem. Because we had Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, Mm -hmm. and the goblin that lives in my house kept bringing the Wii U downstairs, plugging it in to play Mario Kart on it. So I was like, okay, I might as well get Mario Kart for the Switch. Yes. Since that also has a bunch of more tracks in it. And the goblin said, uh, no, no, that's useless, I like playing on the Wii U, Uh, I won't use it, so just don't waste your money on it. And the game comes in, and two days later, my switch is just gone. It has been goblins. <sighs> so I haven't played Mario Kart Eight much. Uh, what I have been playing is the Halo games. Okay. Because Halo Three is probably uh, like next to MMO RPGs, the game that I put the most time into ever, uselessly, oh, no.
0: wasting time all the time.
1: I played through the campaign so many times, I played uh, so much Forge mode to make levels, I played it a ton with my nephews and cousins, uh, Yeah, uh, I th- multiplayer, I played it online, I fucking love Halo 3.
0: I just lo- always like how th- there's no middle ground. You either don't play Halo at all, or you were fucking obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely in the first party, I did not care for Halo in the slightest, as in, Brian played. T- a lot of it when he was younger online, Combat involved. Uh, the PC version. I yep. played some of that with him, and that was fine, that was fun. Uh, and then you get Halo 2, never played it. I have it on the Xbox, I have it on Windows. And, well, then the series just died on PC, and that's the only platform I uh, care for, and then they just brought up the entire Mass Collection like two years ago. Yeah, so I, I, mean, got that, I got
1: that version. Yeah,
0: and I might go back to that at some point and actually play it, but... It's not a very interesting shooter, I think.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's the reason that I started playing it because I hadn't. I loved Halo Three, but I had literally never played Halo One or Halo Two. So I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta experience this whole thing, and I got the massive Collection, I believe, from Humble or from some sale. I don't remember. Uh, let's do this, and uh, I kind of reached the same conclusion that you did that Halo One and Two are just not very interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, they are very good mechanically. I think uh, they introduced a lot of things that are still used in modern game development. Yeah. I like that part but the stories
1: Yeah, it's just an amalgamation of fucking sci-fi tropes (laughs) stolen from everything else.
0: Yeah, I think the gameplay is pretty solid but uh, it doesn't carry throughout the story as it's fine for if you want to play online. Well, Halo... Yeah. (laughs) But it's just some... Okay, one thing that I hate Mm. in the online play is there's often just Player or team killing and just the pistol in Halo 1 is just a meme at this point. I uh, don't know if you used it at all. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, okay, I have this assault rifle. I can't aim down, uh, down range. That's difficult with an assault rifle. Takes pistol. Two times you snipe from a thousand meters with a pistol.
1: Strange choice, whatever. Strange choices. Uh, but what bothered, me, what bothered me the most in Halo 1 is just that the story is not very interesting, but so is the level design. Yeah. The level design is very, like, just meshed together, there's a whole bunch of recycled rooms and just basted back to back, a whole lot of cray corridors, everything is underlit, and a lot of the story is just you going from one ancient alien, uh, yeah. site, going into it, all the way to the bottom, finding the one thing you need, and then literally having to backtrack the way you came. With the latest plot twist in hand. Yeah. Like, it's v- very boring, and the the combat is very overtuned, I feel. Like, on normal difficulty, you got these little flood guys. Yeah. They're, like, the, the fucking horde enemies, the zombies of that game. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, those are those are the guys that you just mow through and just... they uh, There are a lot of them, but they go down easy. Exactly. Uh, and they don't. They're fucking... Beefy as fuck. Uh, a lot of weapons just plain don't work on them. Hitting them just with your fist doesn't do anything. Unless you're dedicated to doing that five times and getting killed in the process. Yeah, exactly. They dodge grenades. And in Halo 2, they literally learn how to do tactical combat and they can use vehicles. Like, yeah. why is this so overtuned? What the fuck? But even like the little grunt guys in Halo 1 and 2, those take fucking five hits sometimes. Yeah. Why is everything so wonky?
0: It, it's uh, it's still in that old mindset of uh, making difficulty just more here, the spongy. Yeah. And yeah, that the farther we get along, the more we realize, well, that's just fucking shit design.
1: Yeah, no, at Halo Three, uh, partway through the campaign, and I'm having a blast with that. It feels more balanced. Uh, the flood is now fun to fight because you just mow through them and you see just the chips and explosions from them and then they still have these giant big beefy floods that look like the tank from Left 4 Dead and you're like, okay, yeah, that thing is strong. I can get that that thing might take a shotgun shell or two up front.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, So yeah, I'm having a good time with that, I'm probably gonna play everything in the Master Chief Collection.
0: Fair enough. Um, I guess that makes us move on to the game challenges. Oh, you haven't it played did. anything at all? I, as I said, I because have you, other things to do.
1: Because you grabbed your big book of snow. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: that's all for the challenges.
1: Oh my I, god!
0: I wrote all the challenges. Down. All
1: right, let's let's go <laughs> yeah. with uh, as I named it in the notes, fake ass Digimon.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, that was the, what uh, that was referring to. I yes. was gonna ask, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, um, we uh, the planning was to play Pokemon Yellow, Crystal, and uh emerald i don't think you
1: no i was strained for time but i am gonna get back to that
0: okay uh well i finished all of them in like two days because Mm -hmm. i'm a nuts job in that uh, regard um yeah i'll just go first in in this case yeah okay um, let's
1: mainly focus on pokemon yellow because that's the one i actually played
0: well i'm just going to go uh the we're, we're just going to Go back and forth, and I'll just tell my experience with the last uh, games that you didn't play.
1: Alright, alright, alright.
0: Accusatory. Alright! <laughs> well, my team ended up to be uh, Charizard, Dragonite, and Alakazam, an Arbok, a Cedra, and a Scyther in yellow. With the beautiful names, Charizard the Zipizop. <laughs> Dragonite Durpa, because, well, have you seen its face? <laughs> Alakazam, Bobbity, it felt appropriate. <laughs> Uh, because, just to make clear, because both the original name of Alakazam and Babadie is a joke. Because you have Bibbidi, babidi Boo. Yeah. And you have Abra, Kadabra, Alakazam. Which is also... I, I, I felt kind of smart for that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. You take the credit. You deserve it.
0: Uh, book was uh, toxic, but not as in X-I-C, but uh, T-O-K-S-I-C-K. Just felt like it, and uh, Scyther was Cutter. I didn't have any inspiration there. That works. Uh, at the end of the game, they were level 42, 62, 78, 48, 46, and 58. I tried to do it somewhat evenly, but... some just rise above. Yeah, exactly. Um, we had randomized pokémons, randomized trainers, we had... Um... Okay, this is all, always a weird one to explain. TMs are bound to numbers. The numbers are usually represented by one move, but because we randomized that, uh, the n- number has a new move, but the number compatibility is still the same. So if Scyther could learn TM-16, he can still learn it, although it is now Flamethrower.
1: <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I was not a fan of that, I might add.
0: <laughs> oh, I liked it, because you can, you just have more diverse movesets uh, if you have a particular team in mind. Yeah,
1: but I had a pain in the ass trying to find some TMs that I actually needed. We'll get back to that in a moment.
0: Needed even? Well, You just played wrong. <laughs> I distinctly did. Um, yeah, I, I actually went out of my way to collect some Pokemon because I wanted to test the absolutely atrocious XP all. Because the XP sharing uh, following games is a lot better. XP all just splits all the XP evenly over your entire team, making it Fuck all usually. Mm-hmm. Um and I also I started to get into the habit of uh collecting Pokemon either way because I wanted flash, because I didn't want to fuck around with rock tunnel. <laughs> because uh when I was young, younger, my standard strategy was just getting poisoned, so the screen would flash and you know where you were going. But I just didn't feel like it, so i'll just get flash. Um yeah, I got an Abra in the first route. Easy game, easy life, because Psychic is super overpowered in the yeah. first gen. Um, I just uh, switched straight him until he was a Kadabra, and then I just ran through the game with him, pretty much. Um, I got a bit lost getting strength, as always, because surf is very easy for me now. It's just go to the survivor Zone, get to the end without making too many detours, you get surf. But I always forget how to get strength. Uh, you have to yeah, have that's... the gold teeth. Yeah. Go to the dude that is uh, talking in utter nonsense. <laughs> you somehow are supposed to get from that that he needs his gold teeth. Very obscure, very weirdly done, and then you get strength. I. Uh, that was my general vibe with Pokemon uh, Yellow again. That is kind of uh, not very clear what you need to do in that regard. As in, I knew what I had to do, it's just the obtuse way I had to do it. Um, I only got uh, Mew from the legendaries. I fought all the legendaries after uh, afterwards. Um, you were my rival. Ah. I, my, I, <laughs> I thought we were playing Pokemon games. If we're gonna have rivals, it should be us. Yes, but- You the... thought otherwise. Yeah. But uh, you had. Uh, let's see... Ah, uh, Golduck, level 61, an Alakazam, level 59, a Vol... Jolteon... Voltian, yes. Jolteon, <laughs> 61, uh, a Kabutops of 61, a Slowbro of 63, uh, three, and a Polyrath of 65, which was your starter.
1: That is actually remarkably accurate to how I would have played it.
0: Bear. Um, so how was your yellow experience before I get into Crystal?
1: Well, my problem with, uh, the problem that I ran into very early on is that I'm playing it and I got to Cerulean and I'm like, this is actually supremely fucking boring to me. I'm just not having fun with this whole Pokémon gameplay. Uh, so I was like, oh man, this fucking sucks, but fine, I'll fucking carry on, this, pro- this can't be too long. Uh, so I just carried on and... Kind of the problem with Pokemon Yellow to me is the f- combat isn't very interesting because it's to me it's just oh what's he gonna throw out okay let's throw out the counter and one hit kill him. Yeah. Pretty what's much. he gonna throw out? Okay get the counter kill him.
0: And um, just the part where most of them are type teamed. Yeah. Uh, every trainer usually has only one type of Pokemon.
1: Yeah and that's actually something that run- randomization fixed very well because now you suddenly uh, I had such a good laugh of that actually because you get to the first gym and Brock is just like, Yeah man, I fucking love rocks. Rocks are my life. My dad is a rock. I fucking love rocks. And I he,
0: sleep on rocks. I sleep with rocks. And <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, I'm gonna show you the power of rocks and then he throws a squid at you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the hell? Squid? <laughs> That's the opposite of rock. <laughs> Yeah, precisely.
1: Yeah, so that that was hilarious. You just get people with identity crises all over the place. Yeah, you get this guy in the tunnel, in like the the tunnel at the end, like Mount Moon. Yeah, yeah. Mount Moon. Yeah, at the end uh, you get this fucking nerdy guy, and uh, he was listed (laughs) as a schoolgirl.
0: Yes, (laughs) I I randomized the names too in the trainer classes. It's that's fucking cold. Yes. You get the funniest things.
1: Yes, and I kept finding like little like girl trainers, and they were listed as boss. So I just imagined, ah, oh, look, it's the girl boss. I heard so much about. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, that was good for a few laughs. Uh, what I did mind is that um, the randomization sometimes gives you very useless things. Like I got a seal in uh, my first Pokemon that I got was a seal. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, a seal. My starter Pokemon was a Pidgey, by the way. Fuck you.
0: I I didn't plan that. <laughs> <Just> uh,
1: <laughs> and I got a seal. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, I got a seal. Nice. And then I looked up, like, why is my seal not getting anything?
0: Oh, yeah, just in general yes, rule, general Pokemon. Ice types are fucking shite in general.
1: Yeah, but it turns <laughs> out, probably because you're not supposed to catch a seal anywhere early in the game, they yeah. don't learn any moves until level 30. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well that's useless then, and I kind of soured my mood, uh, I gotta be honest. Eh. And then I got some other Pokémon. I um, ended up with Book uh, the dra- Dragonite, Um Frowl, the Arcanine, uh, Petri, the Valplume, <laughs> uh, Dennis, the Arbok. Uh, let's see, I am forgetting some people. Two people, in fact. Uh, Osiris, the Starmie. Probably not important.
0: Probably another one, Yeah,
1: and another one. Uh, But Patrick de Valplume had the problem that he doesn't naturally learn uh, the better absorb. You have to get a TM, and that's TM-22, and TM-22 was missed for me.
0: Yeah, problem uh, for that too is... uh, uh, Do I remember uh, right? I might be remembering wrong, it's a long time. Vileplume is a, normally a stone evolution, I yeah. thought? Yeah, Pokemon that are stone evolutions generally don't learn a move after they are stone evolved.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. So
0: you're better off training Gloom until he has the moves you like it. Then you evolve. Yeah,
1: that's what I did with Starmie because I trained him as a Staryu until he got Hydro Pump and I was like, okay, boop. Yep. Stone time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, but um, I finished the game. Um, my li- my License? Well, there was license. <laughs> My uh, rival uh, was none other than Dutch politician, Jerry Baudet. <gasps>
0: How controversial! Uh,
1: which was good for a few laughs, because at one point I forgot that I named him that.
0: <laughs> I just and ran then he into makes him it far right. <laughs> and then
1: he just comes, uh, shows up. He just suddenly, uh, suddenly sees note Baudet. Hey, Casper! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I just imagine him running away from you. See you later, stinky! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Uh, oh. So
1: that was good for a few laughs. Totally owned his ass. Yeah. I forgot what he had. I just fucking ravaged through it.
0: Fair. Um, well, I uh, went on to Crystal the same day. Uh, my team ended up being uh, Stewart, the Blastoise. Okay. Snips, the Scissor. Huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, I remember him. <laughs> uh, Chat the Tyranitar, because I literally. Uh, uh, found the Tyranitar in the uh, game corner. He was like, uh, like 1,500 coins. And I was just like, fuck yeah, I'll get a Tyranitar before the third gym. <laughs> so I got chat the Tyranitar. Uh, <laughs> Prophecy the Togetic. <laughs> uh, was not very prophesized. <laughs> Kinda shite, honestly. Uh, Tyke the Hitmonlee, because he started as a Tyrogue. And Bibbidi, another Alakazam. I didn't plan this, but the joke went on.
1: My kind of, my uh, modus operandi when it comes to Pokemon games is that I only take Pokemon in my team that are unique to that generation. Yeah, I tried
0: to do that, but I got so little variety in this game uh, that I just, I tried and couldn't. Uh, And by some uh, point I was just kind of done looking for Pokemon. I was just like, this team is fine, I'll fucking go with it. Yeah. my rivals team, Casper.
1: Me again. <laughs> Which is Aye. fun
0: because uh, in Crystal you're a common criminal, <laughs> pretty much, and the son of an uh, uh, of Team Rocket's boss.
1: Yeah, um, I remember the story.
0: You had a Skarmory, uh, an Ampharos, Crobat, a Gengar, a Feraligator, and a Heracross. So uh, a very solid team. And alligator was your starter.
1: That's actually pretty cool because um, Heracross and uh, Skarmory are two of my favorite Pokemon from gen 2.
0: Fuck yeah. Um, I got actually over a hundred Pokemon in this one. So yeah. Where to go? And that's why I said, I tried to find Pokemon and I just couldn't find uh, the ones that I wanted on my team and I was just like, yeah, fuck off, I'll just do it my way. And that's how I ended up with the Pokemon I did. Um, yeah. it's even more undirected than one in some senses, in some uh, cases, because I just, I literally had to look up a guide, and I was like, where the fuck do I go after this? It it didn't make sense to me. And I actually missed two very important things, uh, which I needed for the Mm -hmm. Ganto region. I had to go back, and you can't just fly back and forth, you actually have to surf all the way fucking back, go there, then I could fly to what I needed, surf back, or fly back to New Bark Town, go surf again into Kanto and go uh, uh, with what I had to do, because apparently I never picked up the bike, and you need the bike for the cycling road, and I also never picked up the radio. Which you need to get the Snorlax out of the way. So I had to go back twice, like, wasting almost an hour. <laughs> that was... Okay, that's painful. That was annoying. And <laughs> I want to remind you, by this point, I was a little bit too enthusiastic to finish it that day. At this point, it was already three o'clock at night. And I was just like, I'm so done. I would just want to finish this, man. Yeah, because
1: I already told you that if I was going to play it, I was gonna going to play the Johto part. Yeah. Because the Kanto just feels like filler to me. Yeah, and I
0: misremembered <laughs> something which really annoyed me. Oh? Uh, I for some reason uh, remembered that if you finish the Kanto gyms you get uh, uh, the Elite Four also gets a boost in levels which was definitely not the case so I did the Elite Four twice and the Elite Four are a joke in Johto you cannot properly level up your Pokemon which is frustrating with the final battle with Red because Red has like I, I also changed the level modifiers So that they were harder for me, not for you, because I didn't want to do that to you. Um, I want to remind you that literally all his Pokemon in my save were level 100. My Pokemon, my highest level Pokemon, was level 61. Because you can't grind anywhere properly. All the XP is shit. Double reminder, I had a lucky egg, which um, uh, your XP gets multiplied by 1.5. And I still couldn't find anything to train on properly.
1: But did you end up beating him?
0: It only took me 78 tries.
1: Okay, cool. go <laughs> Fuck.
0: I restarted 78 fucking times. Uh, yeah, as I uh, so eloquently put here, lack of higher level training areas really sucked the motivation out of grinding. And by that point, I was really done and I dropped Pokemon for like three days, not wanting to play it. Um, you didn't get to Bristol, I believe.
1: No, as I said, I'm gonna do that and then I'm only gonna play Johto because I just don't <laughs> give a shit.
0: Very smart. If I did that, uh, a lot of heartache would be spared because I think I would have cut my time in half just by purely not having to backtrack so yeah. much.
1: But one thing that I want to get into uh, with Pokemon, and kind of what bothers me about the early Pokemon especially is that just the adventure, how they try to structure it isn't very interesting. Not at all. You, it's
0: very simple and very straightforward. Yeah, you
1: effectively go to go to towns, and the only way they can kind of just bother you is by doing these uh, mini cave mazes that aren't very hard. That's fine. And then it's like, back-to-back, first you get to... I don't remember the town names, but you, at one point you have to go into Silvco, and it's just a fucking multi-floored maze with teleporters yeah. and shit, and then you have another tower uh that is also the Team Rocket hideout. Uh in Celadon, I believe. In the yeah. uh, in the game corner. And that's just a fucking also a teleporter <laughs> maze. And like, oh fuck me, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah. This
1: is so fucking boring.
0: Uh, yeah, problem I had was in Crystal especially, you can miss things. You can just straight up miss things. Like the radio. Uh it's not stated that you need it. Not mm-hmm. made important whatsoever but you literally can't progress in canto without it. And it's even when you're there, it doesn't say you need it. It just says like, uh, you might need a tune to wake it up. How how would I ever gather from that?
1: And it's on on a different continent. Yes. It's in a different, fuck me.
0: And I somehow had to gather that I had to have to get the radio from the radio tower in uh, Goldenrod City. Mm -hmm. which you have saved from Team Rocket at that point. But it's... Or maybe I clicked through it. But it's never stated that you can even pick it up. And even if they did, I didn't care for it because I just wanted to get through with it. Okay. Uh, So I had to go back, get that. Then I had to go to a specific person to get a specific radio station installed so I could use the tune to remove Snorlax from its location.
1: This feels very much designed uh, with the assumption that kids were gonna rumor on school grounds about how to progress certain things, yeah. or just with the assumption that they could sell strategy guides. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So
0: yeah, that was just a bit obtuse to me. But, uh,
1: but that's the thing, right? How do you make classic Pokemon fun? What can you do to just kinda space out the gym fights with nothing? Mazes. Mazes Shitty block pushing puzzles.
0: Very basic story.
1: I fucking hated Victory Road for that reason because like (sighs) I gotta do the fucking block pushing puzzles and every five steps I get fucking ambushed. I use a super appell and now I get ambushed every 10 steps. Thanks! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And if you leave they reset the block pushing puzzles and you gotta do them again.
0: Yeah, I had one part. Uh, luckily, you were the. I, I felt really dumb in Crystal because you have this ice puzzle at this certain point, and I wanted the item that was. I there. remember the
1: ice puzzle. Yes.
0: Yeah, and, and I was just pushing around. And I was just like, "Is there a specific way I'm supposed to do this?" And I'm just looking up, and you can literally just go directly down from a walkable space into the space you needed, and I was, At this point, I was literally tw- twenty minutes in, just trying to slide around to find the way, and I was like. I'm fucking stupid, aren't I? (laughs) just walked up, around, down, okay, got the item. What was it? An ether. (laughs) Well, okay, fuck me, I suppose. (laughs) Yep. Uh, In Pokemon Emerald... um, Yeah, (laughs) the starter for me was annoying because both starters it gave me were Pokemon in my previous runs. Oh my God. And the other Pokemon it gave me was an actual Emerald starter, Torchic. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just like, well, I guess I'll run Torchic, then fucking fine, whatever. Um, but I did uh, an all double battle run, so only uh, double battles were uh, for me. Okay. And I uh, thought, well, I want to have a run uh, where my double battles are only spammy uh, double hit moves, like Earthquake, Surf, yeah. Okay. So uh, I tried to find Wish Cash. Uh, because he is Groundwater, Earthquake, and surf stab. I don't know. Sweet! Yeah! yeah. Um,
1: that, one- that was it! That was fucking it! I had... crumbs. Uh, crumbs. The... Uh, what's the Pokemon that's like...
0: Kabuto? And then... Kabutops.
1: Yeah. That was my last Pokemon. Thank oh, you. Well, what, that's a, very what, a, what a earth that reminded me.
0: I, I was about to say, that's very apt because in my yellow run you had a Kabutops. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah... Um, and I took more than half of the game to actually find a fucking wish cache. Because I encountered trainers with a wish cache and a barboach, its previous evolution. So I used Pokedex to find out where they are, because the randomizer fixes or works with that. Okay. So I could still see where they were. And I was just looking around in this particular route that was pretty early on in the game. It just didn't show up. Nowhere, and I was like, yeah, okay, probably it's a super rot, find damn, fuck it. Then I found out that the wish cache was about half, or like, let's say five eights through the game, uh, somewhere on the route, found that, yay, I finally got it. Um, and once again, the TM mismatches were pretty fucking funny because uh, I have uh, this Altaria, which is just literally a bird uh, surrounded by mist as its wings. Okay, yeah. Mist, literally the most incorporeal, hittable thing. One of the TMs I thought it was Needlearm. <laughs> Uh, and once again, I thought the name was pretty apt. miss Because and it Okay, was that's female, pretty fun. And it was a female. So double S for miss because it was missed. I, I, I thought it was yeah, pretty yeah, funny. Yes, yeah, you're a smart boy. Uh, that was level 100 by the end of the game, because I got multiple lucky eggs. And every everyone was a double battle, so... Yeah, I got boosted pretty hard.
1: Is that something you can just say, or is that something you did in the randomizer?
0: I just got lucky and found a pl- uh, lucky eggs.
1: No, I mean uh, the double battles. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I enabled that because I never did a run with only double battles. So I thought, fuck it, might be nice.
1: Okay, but is that an in-game setting or oh, a randomizer? A uh, oh, in- uh, randomizer. You oh, have to enable bad. that in the randomizer. Too bad,
0: too <laughs> uh, Wishcash was catty, uh, level 85 by the end of the game. Uh, I got the uh, which was aptly named Fetish.
1: <laughs> I actually know that Pokémon.
0: Yep, I'm sure you do. Yes, <laughs> you you opened a lot of doors there. <laughs> Oof, uh, level fifty one. I got Blaziken the drumstick.
1: That's drumstick the Blaziken, I suppose. Wait, that's God of it's like the fucking Pokémon from Smash Bros, right?
0: <laughs> there are a lot of Pokemon in Smash that Bros. walks around
1: and creates a shield. The very humanoid looking yeah, Pokemon. Yeah,
0: pretty much, yeah. The the white green uh, okay, humanoid yeah. dress.
1: Okay. Okay, because I was just confused why you were so amused at Oh,
0: that. because it's a, the most extremely Rule 34 fetishized Pokemon.
1: <laughs> I want to say is that something that happens with humanoid Pokemon, but the only <laughs> other ones that I know are Mr. Mime and Jinx and I don't want to know.
0: <laughs> also, uh, just a fun fact, when Rods evolves into Gardevoir, uh, it has, like, a 12.5% chance to grow a dick. As in, it can suddenly turn male. Yes! <laughs> just Re- wanted to throw that out there. Mm,
1: representation.
0: representation. Um, yeah, the Fire Chicken Blaziken was called Drumstick. This was my starter. It ended up being level 6 and uh, 70. Um, and I got two HM Slaves because Emerald is just... It literally has eight HMs that you need throughout the game, which is obtuse as fuck. So I'd have Fampi and a Zatu for that. Uh, they didn't even get names. They're not worth it. Um, let's see. Did I have anything special? Fucking slaves. <laughs> yeah, I just went for multi-spam tactics uh, with Altaria, which could learn a heatwave for some reason. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, I gave it the charcoal to boost fire type moves. <laughs> Wish cash with earthquake and uh, surf. Uh, yeah, literally nothing to the chance. Uh, even, uh, well... The last battle with Steven was obnoxious as fuck because uh, he used meta strats. Spikes, Toxic Spice, Confuse, Charm, Paralyze, (laughs) just all my Pokemons. I literally had to do that fight seven times just by merit of him winning on technicality instead of actually using moves to defeat me. Annoying. Um, yeah, I did for, uh, forget some emerald-specific sequences because usually when I play Gentry, I usually play Omega Rupee or Alpha Sapphire. Yeah,
1: I've seen you play that one.
0: Because they, they are just so much nicer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just forgot some things I had to do. I was like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? And I talked to uh, one of the grunts there and he actually told me what to do and I was just too stupid to register and I was like, okay, internet, just give me a guide because I'm too lazy to figure it out. <laughs>
1: You didn't didn't internalize the dialogue.
0: (laughs) No, not at all. Uh, Even, I I knew what he was saying, as in, I went back to him, read it, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what he means, but fuck it, I'll still just use the guide. Okay. Uh, I did not go to any of the legendaries, I did not go to new Marvel. (laughs) Yeah, those were my emerald runs. Couldn't be fucked. Couldn't be fucked at all by this point. (laughs) As I said, uh, I am three Pokemon runs in, in less than three days. I mean, they were spaced apart a bit, but yeah. I, I just played, man.
1: <laughs> as for the uh, next uh, game challenge, uh, as we spoiled earlier in this episode, you'll have to wait and see in the Sidecar Podcast. Exactly. So that
0: leaves us with the hentai challenge.
1: It does, because I'm not doing a fucking touchy topic after this <clears throat> long recording. Fuck you.
0: I just want to point out, I'm pretty sure you can't see it, but um, yeah, I started writing. Uh, about Battle Can Can and about halfway through, I realized I don't have enough paper, so I just started <laughs> writing smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> it's fucking glorious. That's um, a lot of notes for a short series. <laughs> fuck yes. me, man. Uh, and I was like, just like, oh, it's short, la 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 Oh, Christ, there's a lot I want to write down. But, but because usually when I watch anti or shitty anime in general, I just caption my life reactions on paper. So, um, my opinion out, uh, for Battle Can-Can, my rating is cuming out of 10 plus ingenious death scenes. Because the subs are... <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> the, the spelling and grammar is perfectly through the entire show until one character says that they're coming and then the subs say cuming. Um, so yeah, uh, it's uh, about this insurance company that, um... Well, apparently they use violence for their special forces and with violence, they mean primarily sex, <laughs> which um, uh, which was fun. So just to caption what I've written down, it is old, also known as Casper Domain. <laughs> it is as close to lost media as it can get. If I squint hard enough, I can see the last porn that was, this was recorded over. <laughs> as I said, live captions. <laughs> Very vulgar, in a women-don't-need-opinions kind of way. (laughs) Animation, inconsistencies are pretty funny, though. Uh, Yeah, literally, uh, a dude looking at someone, he gets poked on the shoulder by his wife, and just the next shot, you don't, you just see her arm just stiffly beside her. Just missed the entire frame there. Pretty funny. Uh, Hello, Carmen Sandiego, Horty Edition. Yeah, this is when the first two show up in their get-up. Girl power ensues. Can insurance? No, I think not. As a can insurance. I get it. Can, can. Also insurance is violence here. I should uh, probably try to apply. Oh, scratch that. Just looks like they uh, they, uh, get women and it's all uh, only sex. I might have to look into estrogen supplies. (laughs) I was in a good mindset watching this.
1: Yeah, this is the right mindset for this. I absolutely (laughs) concur.
0: I wasn't even drunk. Um, Offendant horny bot XD. You know it's good when even in my writing I'm going to use emojis and colloquialisms. Also, very softcore. There are also there are rules to robbery (laughs) because they were given this mission to Get the, this crown or stone stone. It was a stone that they needed to get back. Yeah. But you can't uh, contact outside sources. You can't do this. And you have, only you guys can do this in one particular way. But you have to steal it. So why are we insurance again? Whatever. But you can only do it this way. Rules to robbery. <laughs> okay. Uh, dudes are very into in this, uh in this show. As in, I think... SEVEN DUDES? <laughs> I'm, on. On. I'm
1: sorry for snorting into the microphone so much, but I'm just having so much fun with this.
0: <coughs> My man got no nub! <laughs> uh, OH NO! IT'S A GLOW STICK! His nub is a glow stick! <laughs> literally is. <laughs> also, Deep Throat Queen, you never see dick! Only uh, the glow stick and if there's uh, there's always down her throat. Um, also, this broth uh, be done. She asks question. She asks a question to the dude that um, is instrumental to the mission that they don't know that they are there. And she's just like, Ha! You have this stone, don't you? And this dude's just like, Yeah. You kind of gave away that you're here now. Kind of dumb. But whatever. Uh... Very secret mission. Suddenly aliens. And spontaneous unneeded feminism. (laughs) They suddenly feel empowered. I'm not entirely sure. Uh... Tentacles don't make me horny. Definitely horny. Says the character getting fucked by tentacles. Uh, also, she orgasms so hard, her heart explodes. Yes. But she happens. still has five seconds to talk without any blood pumping through her body anymore. Ingenious death scene number one. <laughs> she oh. literally dies of orgasming. Um, let's see. Where was I? Uh, oh yeah, Uh, Marina, we suddenly give her a name and care for her for a solid five seconds. Yeah, man. Uh, capitalism, hee hee, literally is the follow-up to this. We just, uh, we just (laughs) go on. Is it racist that the the tinted girl gets whipped? (laughs) Yeah, the only girl in this show with a actual skin color gets whipped. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I want to get into that.
1: Let's, also, not, let's not analyze that too far. <laughs> no.
0: Also, she gets stabbed with feathers. So uh, I made out of that uh, haha chicken girl. <laughs> Dude pulls a lightsaber. But no, not a lightsaber. A lightsaber dildo. It literally has the laser startup and everything, but it's just a dildo. Yeah, man. Can't do copyright infringements. <laughs> yes. Uh, as I said, the glow stick saber. Uh... <laughs> also, if she orgasms with glow stick uh, dildo in her, it explodes! So her ingenious idea is, well, fuck you! I'll jump on you with the glow stick <laughs> dildo in me, make myself orgasm and kill you too! <laughs> this writing!
1: Ingenious death scene number two.
0: <laughs> ingenious death scene number two! <laughs> what is logic, <laughs> by the way? Because this dude <laughs> needs to fucking... Put the into her in and out, and he's just like, Yeah, this thing is gonna explode when you orgasm. How am I aware if you're going to orgasm? I don't know. So I was going to probably lose uh, a limb either way.
1: He's just channeling his chat
0: energy. He knows. <laughs> yes. Um, we die together, bigot. <laughs> is what I made out of that. Solid five seconds of drama for Jill. <clears throat> uh, let's see. I'm glad you wrote down the <laughs>
1: names because I shouldn't sure remember them when I watched this fucking jungs <laughs> Don- ago. <laughs>
0: Um, The firing squad Just kidding Rape squad At first all laughs Now all role feminism Literal dickhead shows up Alien with a literal dick for his head Um, Dudes be miring this uh, (laughs) This uterus destruction a bit too uh, intently As in these dudes are just watching her getting Dickheaded By this alien And um, uh, for some reason he gets annoyed so he kills her by literally crushing her uterus. And then splaying her upside down like some halal cow.
1: Snuffing out the flame of feminism.
0: <laughs> yes. And uh, then you just get cliche and, uh, at the end. They're like, we we need a coping mechanism that we lost like four sixths of our team. Lost sparkles in space make us feel better. To get a stone. <clears throat> so yes, these <laughs> are the... <laughs> And tells my dramatic reading of Battle Can-Can.
1: Yes, would you recommend it?
0: (laughs) Um, If you want to laugh your ass off instead of being horny, fuck yeah. I
1: wholly concur. It is absolutely fucking hilarious in its inappropriateness. If you want to be horny, this is the worst thing to watch. (laughs) Uh, Unlike the one you gave me, which is uh, (laughs) the Attack of the Girls.
0: Yes, that's very horny.
1: Yes, my first note for it is that it's very fluidy. (laughs) <laughs> okay, just the fucking concept of this thing is that uh pollen are a thing. Uh but they are uh, what's the word? They're human pollen. Like the pollen are actually characters. There's just yes. hundreds of identical girls and they are the pollinic it,
0: girls. It's a very literal take on pollen, fuck you.
1: <laughs> yes. And instead of everybody sniffling and sneezing, uh the they all just get sexually harassed by pollen girls, pollinic girls. And also some polynic dudes, if you're into that. Um, yes. So that's the general concept, and it's as stupid as it sounds, and the plot is absolutely hilarious. Uh, it follows a bunch of people that all have these allergies, and how they try to kind of get through life having to be routinely afraid that they might just suddenly get sexually assaulted by pollen, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Uh, you got the entire train full of people that are all just getting uh, pollen to death. No, not to death, but just <laughs> yeah. very close to it. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> by the way,
0: they act. <laughs>
1: by the way, they act, yes. Uh, I, I kind of like just uh, the casual acceptance of it. Uh, it has a very strange mood to it. Yeah. Like uh, a bit of the early half of the show is about this fucking schoolgirl that is the pollen allergy. Uh, and. She's just constantly embarrassed because she tries to get to know a boy from her class, but she just keeps getting pollen attacks while he is near her. And she's like, oh no, now I can't get married anymore.
0: <laughs> this is some NTR shit, ugh.
1: But uh, kind of the problem with it is that it's very unfocused. Oh yeah, definitely. It just gets con- constantly sidetracked into stories that have nothing to do with it, and it's like four episodes long each 30 minutes, and it's way too overextended. And all of it just kind of draws from the same kind of appeal it's all group it's all argo it's all bukake and um yeah that's that's kind of boring there were some fun storylines in it but it's just too much i really liked the one about uh, the small wife that's actually that is actually fun and kind of cute but uh yeah i got kind of bored of it even though it's brilliant if you're the kind of person that just needs a random hentai episode that just looks oh, amazing, yeah. this will definitely deliver. So, uh... It's fun, it's lighthearted, and it's very well animated, so for that purpose, if you don't actually care about story and watching things, uh, completely, yeah, just turn any episode of this on and you're bound to have a good time.
0: So, uh, what are you gonna slap me with?
1: Well, for once, I have, um, kind of my problem in life and in this podcast is that you seem to have already watched almost everything <laughs> can throw at you. So I have a, 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 something to read for you ah, and I hope by God that you haven't read it before. It's uh, Your Friendly Neighborhood Tentacle Shop.
0: I can't say I'm familiar.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, script of friendly, by the way, it's just Your Neighborhood Tentacle Shop.
0: Yeah. It's on any list. Neighborhood Tentacle Shop. Okay!
1: Yes. Do you care to know how I found this? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: kind of <laughs> seems like you want to tell either way, so... <laughs> you know what? Sure!
1: I random... Uh, back me, you still could. I did random NSFV, NF, NSFW on Reddit. Yeah. And I ended up on the subreddit called Consenticles. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Which is Identical and I, but good-hearted.
0: Um. Well, for you, you get to have uh, watch, bisu hame. Okay. P-I-S-U-H-A-N-E. Okay, I can remember that. And uh, well, there's all. It's based on manga, so if you want to read that, you're also open to. But there's um, also a show.
1: Do you have a preference? Which is better?
0: They <laughs> both have a. Okay. Straight up, it's not about uh the the story or whatever. It has a very particular style about it uh about how it's drawn so either would work i think honestly but i think if, if you want to get through it quick i think the manga is better because i think there are like seven episodes i want to say all right all right i'll give
1: it a shot oh ah, well that's coincidental then yes yes um let's do that but first let's do lunch lunch baby fuck yes. the touchy topic Yes. we. Uh, Casper needs some feeding. Ish. If somebody hadn't rented for f- 30 minutes about a fucking anime slash manga they didn't like, his fault is what I'm saying. Oh uh, yeah, surely my but fault. I do hope you enjoyed this episode.
0: Me too. Yes. And uh, we'll see you in the Side Character Podcast if you want to know what kind of game we're supposed to be playing.
1: Yes, I also want to know, because I don't know at all what this is going <laughs> to turn out to be. <sighs> See you in a moment. Goodbye. And uh, uh, goodbye.